the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. According to today's guest, Allison Carmen, at some point in life, a significant number of women may find themselves without a partner, face financial uncertainty, or shoulder the responsibility of being the sole caretaker for their children if they have any. She discusses why women should prioritize investing in fulfilling careers and building strong female friendships. Allison is a business consultant and life coach. She is the host of the podcast, 10 Minutes to Less Suffering, and author of The Gift of Maybe and A Year Without Men. Welcome, Allison. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Allison, you recently wrote an article for the Daily Beast, and in it, you shared some statistics that I found interesting, but I don't think many women are aware of. You wrote, women in their 30s to age 49 are about 81% partnered. By the time they reach age 65, approximately 42 to 49% will be without a partner. By age 85, that number increases to 83%. But by contrast, men remain more partnered, with 75% still in relationships at the age of 65, and then it drops to 65% at the age of 85. Why do you believe this is occurring, and do you think women are aware of this? Oh, I don't think that, that women are aware of this statistic. And I think that that was one of the main responses to the article. Like, are you serious? Is this, is this what's going to happen to me in my lifetime? Because it's not something that we're told what, when we're young. We're thinking to ourselves, oh, I'm going to go to college or I'll, I'll get a job and I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. And if you choose that life, a lot of, a lot of people do, some don't. But if you choose it, you kind of think that there's a lifetime of it. This is going to be my life. And what what reality is, is whether it is through divorce, whether a woman is left, whether her husband dies, or whatever the reason, the statistics are like this. And what's so interesting about the article is I decided I'm not to focus on why it happened. Because what, what we do, especially as women, it's like, we'll explain it away. Well, that's not my life. That will never happen to me. So I just made it statistical. So you could just look at, for whatever the reason, the stats are against me, that at some point in my life, 
I will be unpartnered. And what's interesting is it can go either way. Like if you look at my parents, my mother for her time married older. She was 27 when she got married. She's 88 now. My father's 90. They're still together. So for my mother, her time unpartnered was up until the age of 27. But then you look at someone like me, who I was always dating. Then I got married at 25. But here, but then when I got to my early 50s, my husband left me. So my alone unpartnered time started at the age of 52. So I'm more where the statistics are going. And what's so interesting, too, is I tell the story of a group of women on my terrace in their 50s. And we were at a party. And at the time, they were talking about me. They're like, oh, I feel so bad for Allison that... She's unpartnered at this point in her life. She's alone. And yet looking at these statistics, two years later, two of those women on my terrace were left and another two have husbands that are not well. So look how the statistics are getting closer to the, at the age of 65, 42 to 49% of women are unpartnered. So it's just a reality. And then if you go to a retirement home, you go to an independent living facility, you will see that most of the older people there are women. So, so whatever going on, it doesn't matter. It just needs to know that at some point you will be unpartnered. And the point of it is not to make people feel bad, but how can we have the best life possible? If this is just the way it is in the world at this moment, how can we still have joy? How can we still have happiness? How can we still have abundance? And also female friendships. Female friendships last longer than romantic relationships. The average female friendship lasts 16 years when the average romantic relationship lasts 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then over time, as you get older, female friendships last 23 years. And you and I both know we have both had friendships for over 30 and 40 years. So there is love out there. There is community. But we have to be willing to look at life on a larger scale. And that was the point of the article. Looking at those statistics, I remember when I first read your article, I thought to myself, wow, I wish I had thought about those things because I was raised that, you know, you go to college, which I did, and you, you start a career, but then you get married, you have kids, you take care of your family, which I did. I gave up my earning power. I gave up my career to be a good, quote unquote, good wife and mother. And then I found myself at age 47 divorced and I had given up my earning power, as I said. I didn't know what my future would hold for me. And so, you know, looking at the ages, I got married at 24, divorced at 47, and now I'm still single. But had I thought about it, because all I thought about was the fantasy, the fairy tale, till death do us part, you know, by the time I'm alone, I'll be old, hopefully. And I don't even think I thought about the be alone part. And so all of my decisions were based on this notion of together forever, but I didn't prepare myself for what I would need at a young age, at 47 years old. And I think a lot of women are, especially in our generation, hopefully the young girls today are doing things differently. But in our generation, middle-aged women right now, I think there are a lot of them finding themselves in the situation that you and I did. And that's one of my biggest concerns is that I was unprepared too. When my husband left me, I had given up my earning power as well. I mean, I was earning some money, but I could not afford my life. And so I am totally into romances and marriages and it's all beautiful and wonderful. But if you get to a point in your life, any point in your life that you haven't worked on yourself, that you don't have, you're not empowered within, you're not resilient, you're not strong, and you don't have the economic ability to support yourself, it's going to be very hard to regroup and sustain that joy and 
and let go of that stress and have the best life you could have in that moment. And that's another reason why I wrote the article. It's like, we cannot let that economic power go no matter what. You know, you and I spent a lot of time raising our kids, even though we both worked. But a lot of women, like what they'll do is they'll let their education go. They don't realize that they can keep up with their credits or they can have a part-time job or have a home business. Whatever we decide to do in life, it's really important that we don't give up that earning power because it makes us so vulnerable to be alone and not be able to support ourselves. And that's when it's really hard not to compromise. You, you know, make choices that aren't think, the best for you. You pick someone just for yeah. security or you stay in a relationship that might be abusive or not healthy because of security. Right. So it's not really about in relationship, out of relationship. It's just at all times, am I able to take care of myself? And the interesting thing about young women is that what I'm seeing is that, you know, I, I reference, you know, Miley, Miley Cyrus's great song, you know, Flowers, but a lot of young women are still in this cycle in high school and college when they graduate, like the men are still dominating a lot of the social social dating, social aspects. And even when these women are well-educated, they're, you know, always pursuing, you know, often they're single time pursuing a guy instead of pursuing themselves. And again, you find love, love is beautiful, but there were different types of love. Like there's love for self, love for a friend. Even we talked about love for an animal and there's also romantic love and love for community. It's like, we have to see that love is grand and love is great in, in many different ways. We have to be able to take care of ourselves economically and know that anytime we're alone, again, you might be, your period alone might be in your 20s. Your period alone might be in your 50s. It might be in your 80s. Whenever it is, we have to know that we've done the work so we can take care of ourselves emotionally, uh, physically, economically, spiritually. We always have to know that this life is not just about this one aspect, this romantic love. It is about love everywhere. It's about self-love. It's about taking care of ourselves, having new experiences. And again, that's what I'm most interested in. Like, you know, I think we're sold this idea that bad things don't happen in life. And, you know, instead of classifying everything as bad or good, stuff happens. And we have to know that life has uncertainty in it, but it's how we show up for it. And it's our perspective. And if we know life will have bumps and life will have uncertainty, but we kind of build that inner person and we prepare ourselves to always be able to take care of ourselves, no matter what happens, we're going to rebound. We're going to find new opportunities. We're going to find new life. And we're going to find love in all different places. And you and I are having that experience. We're both right. unpartnered, right. but we're both very happy and fulfilled. This is what life has thrown our way. And you and I have built these big businesses. We, we have lots of friends. We have beautiful children. And we're able to take care of ourselves financially. And we're independent. And so there are many ways to be okay. That's the thing. Every woman needs to know there are many ways to be okay. And we have to avail ourselves to that. Allison, I think... The blessing that came from my divorce is that I was able to cultivate really strong relationships with the women in my life. Once I became a single woman again, I really put my time and energy into developing these very meaningful relationships that I couldn't imagine my life without now. You know, my sister passed away, so I don't have a sister anymore. And so these women are, are truly sisters to me. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just think it's the greatest blessing. And I, and I see some people that I know, and it's all about finding a partner. And I understand the importance of it, and I'm not anti-partner at all, but that's all that they have this tunnel vision for, and they're missing out on so much by doing that. And 
I was one of those people. I bought into the whole thing that that finding the guy is 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 the most important thing. You know, I was very into my career, but it was finding that relationship to build that family, to build that home. I had close women relationships, but I, I didn't see them. It, I wasn't really appreciating them. And it was so interesting. My daughter came home uh, last year and she was out with her friends. And I said, did you have a good time? And she was like, oh yeah, we had a great time, but we didn't meet any guys. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, you know, I have to say that you might want to rethink that. You because these women are more likely going to be in your life longer than any man that you meet or any guy that you date. And that's where the article came from, because I was at the Barbie movie with a very dear friend of mine. And I saw these large groups of women. And so I'm watching this movie and it's all about like female empowerment. And I thought to myself, I bet you these women in these large groups don't realize that they will be friends longer than they will be married then they will have their boyfriends, that these are really their lifetime partners. And again, I love marriage. I love romance. But we really do have to celebrate these female friendships. And I think you're recognizing them earlier in life and giving them more time. Like I also pulled away from some of my friendships and I was really lucky to be able to go back to them. But all along, I wish that I had taken more trips with my girlfriends, gone out with them more, um, stayed in touch in a deeper way because Like I said, there's all different types of love, and I think there's space for all of it. And I wish that I had seen the importance of it. And I think society, we don't recognize it, but at some point when we get older, especially because we will all be unpartnered at some point in our life, instead of looking for the guy, we should be looking for ourselves and enjoying the love that life offers us, whatever that will be. If it's a romance, if it's a friendship, if it's an experience, whatever it is, it's always there for us. But we have to untangle from the, the brainwash that, that you could only be okay one way. And that life is filled with many different things. And when we allow ourselves to see that joy comes in many different forms, we're going to have a better life. And we're going to rebound from anything that happens to us in our lifetime. Whether we lose a job, our spouse dies, our spouse leaves us, something happens with our child, like as long as we see that richness of life and the diversity of life and can hold that perspective that life is uncertain, but because life is uncertain, good things happen too. Because I don't know, new things will come into my life. And if we're sold the story, it has to be one way. I have to be married. I have to get to the end. We're not going to see that uncertainty is offering us something different. And that was really the point of it. Like, Open up your life. We don't know how it's going to go, but it, every, every moment offers you something new, and, and joy is always around the corner. So you and I, Allison, we learned this in our 40s and our 50s. You have two daughters. You know, what should we be teaching our children? I have boys, so what should we be teaching both sexes so that they can be better prepared for the future? Oh, I think we have to be honest about relationships. Um, you know, it's so interesting. There's this uh, divorce lawyer that I listened to on TikTok, and he says that 56% of marriages end up in divorce, and 20% after that stay together for the children. So he says if 75% of relationships, if you knew that there was a 75% chance you were going to go outside and a bowling ball was going to fall on your head, you wouldn't go outside. <laughs> but we know 75% of relationships will not work out. And again, it doesn't mean we shouldn't have them. Life is for the moment. Life is for the experience. There's always a reason or a season for everything. And I think we have different seasons in our lives. And I think our kids need to see that. 
that it's, it's not about always getting to the finish line. It's about what's in front of us, what's this moment offering us, and are we powerful within ourselves? And I think to know that something might not last forever doesn't lessen it. I think that's what it is. It's like we're judging that in order for this marriage to be good, it has to last to the end. We can have beautiful moments and beautiful experiences with each other. And if we are fully embodied, if we have taken care of ourselves, even if we're in pain, we could find happiness again. But we have, like I said, we have to be able to financially take care of ourselves, spiritually, emotionally, and physically all along. And we have to know that we are in the, we can be really enmeshed with somebody, but still have that independence. So I think just being honest about it, but not being down on love. Love is gorgeous. Love is beautiful, you know, and there will be people that will be married, you know, for a long time. I don't look at, I don't regret being married. I have two beautiful children. Everything that's happened in my life has brought me to this moment. And so just to let them know the truth about things, but also in a beautiful way. Not, it's not cynical that things end. It's cynical that we don't think that life will offer us something new. That's the cynicism. Mm -hmm. So life is long. Opportunities are endless. And if we're willing to always engage and not be negative and stay hopeful and process pain, life will always give us something new. That's the gift we give our kids. But to sell them this fantasy that this relationship is going to save you, this job is going to save you, nothing saves you, we save us, we save ourselves. That's the most beautiful thing we could teach our children and share that with them in a really honest, beautiful way. Allison, you have so much going on. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your work? Well, I have a great podcast called 10 Minutes to Less Suffering. And that's just about alleviating, you know, daily suffering, which is huge, but like just examples and stories. And it's really good for, for daily living. And of course, I have my books, uh, The Gift of Maybe and A Year Without Men. And I have some great articles like, you know, the Daily Beast article, which is called Life After Ken, When Barbie's Dream House Becomes a Clubhouse. I also have um, The Gift of Babies coming out in audio in a couple of months, and that's exciting, and I'm working on a new book. So there's a lot going on. Uh, so it's a really exciting time, but there are so many places uh, that people could, could find my work. And the podcast is also free if people, you know, just need a, you know, a weekly kind of like tune-up as to how to, to live the best life that they can. And all of this information, the hub of it, can be found at alisoncarmen.com. Allison, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Joan. It's been a pleasure to be here today. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Do you feel lost on your journey to health and happiness? Then let us guide you on your path. Personalized actions towards health. Your path is a series of choices you act on every day. We guide you on a personalized journey of dietary, exercise, genetic, supplement, and lifestyle choices that lead you to optimal health and happiness. Often taking the road less traveled leads to liberation. Your path is personal. Your journey, like you, is unique. Take action today. Head to bestpathforme.com. Again, that's bestpathforme.com. An invitation to appear on a radio show or podcast provides you with the opportunity to showcase your knowledge while promoting yourself, your products, and your business. It can elevate you as an expert, boosting your reputation, but only if you make a good impression. 
If you want to stand out as a great guest who is remembered, celebrated, and gets invited back, you need to give the host and listeners what they want while communicating with confidence and charisma. Hi, this is Joan Herman. After years on air, I can tell within minutes if a conversation will be stimulating or not. Being prepared with a compelling message makes all the difference. In my training program, It's Your Time to Shine, I provide valuable information that will empower you to make the most of any media appearance. You work hard to get the booking, so don't waste the opportunity because of a lack of skills or preparation. To learn more, visit joanherman.com slash media training. That's joanherman.com slash media training. Our lives are defined and shaped by the decisions we make every day. The decision-making process can be empowering, but it can also be a source of anxiety because decisions force us to face the possibility of dissatisfaction, inner conflict, and second-guessing ourselves. As a result, many people avoid it by allowing others to decide for them. Consequently, we turn our power over to others. Instead, try coming to your own conclusions first before asking others for guidance, and then treat their suggestions as extra information rather than votes to be tallied. Try to release your fear of wrong decisions. Sometimes perceived mistakes can lead us down wonderful and unexpected paths that can open up a whole new world. Let go of the belief that some choices are just right while others are completely wrong, and you'll be less tempted to let others take the reins of your destiny. When your choices are your own, you're more likely to be accepting of and satisfied with the outcome. Your decisions will be a better reflection of your desires. Practice making informed and autonomous choices and you'll consciously begin directing the flow of your life more easily and without interference. Each time you make tough decisions, you'll grow more confident and secure and trust yourself more and more. Want the secret to making smart and strategic decisions with greater ease and less anxiety? Connect with me, Linda Mitchell at lindamitchellcoachingandhealing.com. Have you ever wondered if hypnosis really works or is effective treatment? Hi, I'm Mary Battaglia, a certified clinical hypnosis practitioner at Metro Hypnosis Center. Hypnosis is a heightened state of concentration and focused attention, very similar to a daydream state. Just like a daydream, you are aware of all the background noises but are in this focused space. A clinical hypnosis practitioner guides you into letting go of thoughts so you go into the subconscious where your memories and imagination are. The therapeutic and safe work of clinical hypnosis can help you learn mindfulness techniques that help bring in peace and calm. People find hypnosis reduces stress and anxiety and is beneficial in changing habits and building confidence and self-esteem. It also helps with medical issues like cancer. In hypnosis, you create positive reinforcement statements for changes and improvement in your life. Bringing in positive thoughts into your mind can help shift a new way of thinking and looking at the world. Visualization in the hypnotic state is key to be able to see the changes in the future so they actually happen. In the deep state of hypnotherapy, you can release and understand why blocks started If you are looking for pathways to access information within and heal in deep ways, then try hypnosis. Remember, if you can see it, you can achieve it. I am Mary Battaglia, a certified clinical hypnosis practitioner at Metro Hypnosis Center. When you're having a conversation in relationship and it's somewhat controversial, you probably want to be heard and be right. Quite often that's what we want. And so we're maybe a little defensive, but is that right? Or do we want a result? 
the result being we'd like to get along. Hi, I'm Lindsay Levinson, Quality for Life Coaching. And they are two different things, getting along versus being heard and being right. See, because being heard and right is our defense, and that connects to our ego. But ego's not really going to get you that far. If you want a result, then you're going to want to work with humility and truth. So if you've got a difference of opinion, I mean, for me, I'll quickly look for a reason to say I'm sorry. And it has to be true. If I don't know what I've done yet, then I will say, I'm sorry you're hurting. I've done something wrong here because you're hurting. But let's talk further so we can figure this out. And you don't want to talk at someone by saying you this and you that because people just shut their ears. You want to use words like we and use words like experience. I'm having this experience. I know your experience is different. There isn't a right or wrong. There's just different experiences going on here. So we just need to talk it through and land somewhere that feels really good for both of us. So you want to do a lot of that non-heated conversation so that you can both feel good, but nobody is charging at another person. It's not being heard and right. It's just working toward the positive result. Lindsay Levinson, qualityforlifecoaching.com. Look me up. I'd love to talk to you, help you in any way I might be able to. You've put your heart and soul into writing a book. You've made a substantial financial investment in getting the project done. And you have a beautiful publication with your name on the cover. So, how do you reach your potential readers? Introducing the Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life Book Club, a resource guide created for books that change lives. A book featured gets recognized. Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life includes the work of some of the most inspirational and influential authors in the world. Shouldn't you be there too? Let's get started. For more information, visit cyacyl.com slash book club. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on our site, listen to past shows on demand, read the digital magazine, sign up for our mailing list, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. The preceding pre-recorded program sponsored by Maximilian Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.